0: Welcome to BFC Live, the daily video and podcast series of Business of Cannabis. BFC Live highlights the company's brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis sector. Learn more at businessofcannabis.com. Our BFC Live guest today is Lori Hatcher. She is the head of marketing for Trust Beverage Company. They have a suite of cannabis beverages out on the market in Canada. We wanted to check with her see what it was like to launch an entire category for consumers and how that launch has been going. Lori, thank you for being here.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Jay. I've been following your work for a long time and I'm excited to be here to talk about beverages.
0: Well, I'm excited to talk about beverages. And I was looking at an image uh, that the team sent over of the array of the Trust Beverages. And I was like, it looks a lot like the fridge right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love to hear that. We'll have to talk about your favorite as we uh, chat through this. Well, I'll tell you right now. Together. I mean,
0: I'll tell you right now. And then we'll get into it because I, may, maybe my experience is, Illustrative of what's going on with consumers generally, but I have found the House of Terpenes, and I think a lot of bud tenders are talking about House of Terpenes when say, yeah. like what's good, and and so that I that I really do like Molo. Someone gave me a bunch of Molo, and I was like, oh, I that I actually I like I like that too, and then the folks at Superette got me onto XMGs or MX MXGs. Um, I'm going to screw up the names, which is XMG. bad for this, but like, but uh, I'm drinking them anyway, so it's good. Um, But I want to, before we get to sort of those specifics and sort of how I found it, like it is such a unique challenge and something that case studies, I think will be written about, like the cannabis industry in Canada built a category. (laughs) like That's pretty unique. And I I mean, you tell me and your sort of deep background of CPG, like tell me about how that is and how it's going.
1: Amazing. It's my favorite topic, which is the consumer. And we could not be here without them. So I started at Trust in, uh, January of 2019 we're a joint venture between Molson and Hexo and we wanted to be leaders in cannabis beverages and this category didn't exist in Canada and really not really the world because in California at the time it was only really really very very high dose beverages and uh so um That was an amazing challenge that's exactly why i joined trust because there are very very few times uh to have the opportunity to build something completely from scratch new industry new portfolio of brands new category yeah so i guess your question is how do you start and (laughs) and uh you start so you start with the consumer and so Uh, Before we kind of get in, I should probably say that we think of ourselves a little bit differently. I think from some of our other uh, friends and other LPs in the industry, Uh, we're beverage first. We consider ourselves a beverage category, and it's kind of a blessing that we only just focus on this one category. And so the way we started was beverage occasions. So we, we know in Canada, this is a huge number, but there's 140 billion beverage occasions a year. Um, around 10 per day per Canadian. And so we started to think about occasions and what big like kind of occasions are there where cannabis beverages could be a really good alternative. So we identified five of them and some are what you'd expect. So one is called socialize and that would be an occasion where a craft beer would fall in there. So it's like you're with friends, you're socializing, you bring something with a story, you're bringing something new. Uh, to share with your friends. Um, There's ones called Celebrate, which is a more celebratory occasion, the Prosecco, the Prosecco occasion, my Friday night occasion. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of those kind of occasions you associate alcohol with, but then there's a whole other world of cannabis, which is so exciting, which is, you know, more wellness oriented occasions and even um, degrees of performance. And so we kind of started there. And then we basically built a community of consumers and we have, we have heavy users, we have non-users, and we started talking about these occasions and where they think beverages could actually play a role in their life. At the very beginning, we did some like rapid prototyping and with the consumers where we went in and talked to them and literally drew up ideas with them to get their feedback um, and that's how we built the initial portfolio. So it was all about occasion, some rapid prototyping. And we had to figure out, you know, what kind of drinks they'd want on this occasion. Not only that, what kind of cannabis experience they want and kind of bring that together and ensure that we deliver consistency and deliver, make sure it tastes great. Um, so that was a, a long time of exploration um, to get there. When I talk about community and consumers, um, I should also talk about, you know, we worked with uh, people like mixologists, people who really know the crafting of beverages and how to do it. Uh, We also work with terpene experts and the cannabis experts over at Hexo. And then of course bud tenders and those in the community. So we wanted to really um, have one brand per occasion. occasions big occasions we identified so that's what led us to the the launch of a portfolio five brands really really different beverage types and really really different uh, cannabis experience or cannabis dosing in each of them yes so that's uh that sounds like that was the approach it sounds like so much fun it was incredibly fun and one of the most interesting things is like i come from like you said cpg so on brands like cheerios and when you want to launch a new cheerio you develop the Cheerio, and, and, and then you have people look at the concept, and you have them try it, and you, you know improve it over time. And in cannabis, you can't do that, of course. You can't have consumers uh, trying the product while you're in, while you're in development. Um, so the other thing that's really interesting about trust is we said our, our, lar- our focus groups will be when we launch. Right. So last fall, we launched five brands. We launched 13 SKUs. And um, we'd really have the results of our focus group from all of Canada.
0: <laughs> and, and, and that's actually the interesting part because as you're thinking about the occasions and the consumers and the different types of, the different types of consumers, different types of occasions, and then you sort of reach the focus group part, which is yep. consumers are actually getting it now, Yeah. but they're getting it now in a lockdown mode or in some capacity over the past yeah. year, which is of course a challenge, But but then you see like it's a new category for consumers too. Right. Yes. And that, that's also interesting. Like Cheerios, they're going to know it's Cheerios plus something yeah. else like it's And they know what cereal is. is. That's right. It's whole grain Cheerios, <laughs> it's Honey Nut Cheerios, it's Apple, like whatever it is, this is like, oh, I'm going to store. I'm thinking of buying some pre-rolls, some, you know, some dry flour and maybe some edibles. And now I see beverages, which look great, better than the packaging on other stuff. No offense to everybody else. Um, yeah. And it's, And and then they start doing the occasion-based thinking, I I would imagine. And like, talk about that because like, it must be interesting to, to, of course, to get the data, the results, but also like what you're hearing on the ground of consumers going in a store and saying, oh, that house of Terpenes thing looks like something that might be interesting for my occasion or- Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, So what I'll say is we we're getting a lot of great feedback and I can only promise that it's going to change. Because uh, this category has really only existed for six months. So I would say we're at a very, very exploratory exploratory stage, much like you. You said you've tried a lot of them. Yeah. People are trying out almost everything to see what fits for them. Yeah. So I think that when you talk about that in-store experience, um, one of the things we have to make sure with beverages, because this is a new category, it never really ex- existed on a licit market. You're not going and say, oh, I want to get some beverages. We have to make sure it's seen. There's like a beverage destination and people kind of know it exists. Um, and then in terms of kind of what we're hearing in our first, first six months is there's kind of a, there's, there's totally different consumers. So like I said, we have all these different occasions based on different consumers and that's what we're seeing. So. The biggest segment right now is what we'll call kind of the mid to higher dose. So that's like a five milligram to 10 milligram. And there's a group of consumers that are choosing their beverage based on the experience they're dosing. Right. And so um, that's why we see a brand like XMG, which you said you have the back of your uh, fridge is actually the number one brand in the category. It's, It's 10 milligram. It's really flavor forward. It's in a nice little small format. And we're seeing, you know, a lot of some of those more experienced consumers, you know, trying that at the at the higher range of dosing. The funny thing is, our second biggest brand is our little our microdose brand. So we have a brand called Little Victory. It's it's two point five uh, milligrams THC, two point five of CBD, kind of really flavorful, sparkling beverage, and that's our number two brand. And that's way, that's more about, you know, celebrating with friends, having a couple over the course of the evening, or maybe having a couple, um, can, I guess right now at home watching Netflix. Um, but two brands completely different are, are, are the top two. And I think that's what's we're we're going to see evolve, uh, quickly over time. If we look to, uh, california when i when we started going there at the very beginning to see what was in market like i said there's all these really high dose like can of quenchers like 100 milligrams and now the number one brand in california is can it has two milligrams thc right micro dose sessionable social and i i imagine that over time i think you know the canadian consumers will start migrating more into maybe those lower lower dose um, so those are some of the key learnings from the beginning um, the other thing is uh, it's it's no surprise but it's all about taste yeah. so they if people want them to taste delicious you know not really have a strong cannabis taste generally um, and uh, the other thing is when you know we we, talk, we have social community they talk to us people are really intrigued by the difference so when you talk about something like house of terpenes you know Brands like Molo, there's, you know, or XMG, there's analogs. House of Terpenes, uh, we actually took, we're inspired by terpenes. We've taken, you know, pure botanical terpenes and concocted curated mocktails around it. So we have our uh, limonene. We look at other botanicals, other fruit that have limonene and then concoct a mocktail. And, And these are things that, you know, no one's ever ever tasted before. And we're getting feedback that consumers are having a lot of fun exploring those areas as well.
0: Yeah, it, it really is. It's, I mean, in addition to being delicious and fun and sessionable and all the things you talked about, the, the sort of business school case study that will be written about this category at this specific time and like yeah. how, how companies thought about it, how consumers thought about it, how those two things interacted. And especially in the biggest markets, well, every market in Canada, it's like, it's been during this very strange time where people, it it is very, I mean, I guess this is the question, like, I I think it's something, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, like the more people go into store, the more they're going to buy in general, but also this is something that is eye-catching. There's a cooler in a lot of places, like it actually has a really fun experience to it that I think will just take off as we get back in store, hopefully. Yeah.
1: Summer season's gonna be super key. It's huge season overall for beverages outside of cannabis. Mm -hmm. So something like 46% of beverages are sold in the summer months. And um, so getting into those summer occasions is, is, this is gonna be our first really big season. And when I think about the last year, one of the things we have not been able to take advantage of for a brand new category is those get-togethers. If you think about, if there's something you've never tried before, you, use, you want to hear about it from someone you trust, a friend, et cetera. And we haven't really had any of those social occasions. So, you know, this summer, um, if uh, lockdown ends and we're kind of having social distance get togethers, we actually think it could be it's going to be a huge season. Actually, I call it the summer of CIB. Uh, because finally we'll be getting back together with friends. I'm really confident that CIB are, is going to show up at some of these gatherings and then people will be able to talk about it, talk about their experience, give recommendations, like you heard from the gang at Superette mm-hmm. and, and, and try these. And we've, been, we had, we've, you know, we've had kind of absence of that kind of word of mouth for the last year since we launched. So I think summer is going to be really big overall for the category. Well, we're going to be
0: doing our part here
1: (laughs) good (laughs) (laughs) Toronto no because it is it is it is a fun
0: like it is a fun category and it actually is a fun shopping experience too and I guess when you think about it the way people will be in store have been in store for the limited time like is it analogous almost to like it's not an accessory, but almost like a pre-roll. Like I'll take a pre-roll with that. I'll take a beverage with that because I have my purchase, the thing I know. And it's like, not the afterthought, but the add-on. You're like, wouldn't it be great if I, wouldn't it be fun if I brought home four MOLOs as well? And like, that would be a, a fun thing to bring home.
1: That is, that's what uh, we're seeing in early, with early data from our partners and, and retail partners that uh, consumers are kind of looking at as an add-on, not a planned purchase yet. right? So they're going and getting, you know, they might have a usual weekly purchase and they're like, oh, when they see it, they're buying as an add-on, trying a few different ones and exploring through the category. And that's going to be really, really important as they trial and have the experience um, to get them to kind of move on to to the category more consistently.
0: Yeah. I do see, this is not where you want to hear Maybe I do see people drinking them on the street as well, because it's super discreet, obviously, right? You can get it as soon as you get the if you can get the child proofing off not your fault like like the idea that like you can enjoy it on the street is uh, interesting especially as Toronto sort of grapples with drinking in parks which I can't believe well Jay do you want to know a fun fact yes
1: the cannabis regulations are very different than alcohol in terms of drinking outside so you know as long as you're you know um, with a- other adults. If you want to enjoy cannabis beverages in Trinity Bellwoods or another park, um, it's bit, you can, and it's very different from alcohol. I, it's so funny though. It's like, there's
0: so many harsh restrictions, except on this one thing um, <laughs> where you could do what you want. Like, you know, it's, it's funny. I mean, and actually it brings up another question and then we'll let you get back to, to getting more beverages on people's shelves. Um, one thing that is a pain point for beverages, especially, is the equivalency. Yeah. Like you can only buy, well, I guess you can only buy four at a time, which makes no sense. Cause as you're just saying, like some of them are 2.5, right? Like,
1: yeah. Like,
0: and I know there's an advocacy effort behind it, but like, that is a challenge, but also it also lends itself to like people trying a whole bunch every time. Like, it's like, oh, I'll just buy four different ones and see what I like. And it is, it sort of fits into this sessionable idea that people are still making their way through the category. And, um, but hopefully at some point you pick up a six pack when people are used to buying stuff, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The equivalency is a challenge for for beverages, for sure. Um, so, a consumer, say a regular like three fifty five milliliter can, even of a CBD beverage, could not buy more than five of them. You know, so. Um, yeah we agree that this this is a challenge when we talk about those social occasions when you know you might want to bring a six pack or a 12 pack to a party consumers aren't able to do that yet and they have to go to multiple trips if they wanted to um uh, we also have consumers reaching out on a daily basis asking for that they want to be able to buy multiples and buy more so Yeah, this is a big priority for us. Um, it impacts beverages more than any other category and something we like would the, really this, like to see fixed. It seems
0: like the simplest of regulatory changes. To be quite honest, there's there's some really challenging regulatory changes. This one yeah. actually seems quite simple.
1: Yeah, yeah. We hope to, to work with HealthCan on this and kind of get it get it adjusted. Yeah.
0: Well, Lori, I really appreciate the time and I, I do, I'm not just saying this, I do like the beverages. Um, <laughs> Great. And, and I, I'm excited to sort of see how it unfolds as we come out of this lockdown, whether it's in a couple of weeks or a couple of months and see how people are, are sort of buying, what they're buying, how they're using. Like, I think that's all super fascinating from a case study perspective, but also from a brand perspective and, and sort of putting what you talked about in the early days of like identifying occasions, identifying types of consumers, and then uh, you know, consumers actually filling that, that prophecy on the other end. I hope you'll come back and uh, share how that's going.
1: I would love to. I'd like to come back anytime. Thanks so much, Jay. This was a great experience. We'll talk to you
0: soon. Be well. Take care. Bye. That was Lori Hatcher, the head of marketing at Trust Beverage Company, talking about all things cannabis beverages, what it's like to create your own category. If you like this program, please rate us and review us. It helps support the work we do. Thank you for joining us on B of C Live today. We're able to do what we do thanks to our ongoing partners, including Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, Can Delta, Headset, Gallagher, and Torque and Main.